Hi doing everybody and welcome back to this week's episode of the Invez podcast. I am Dan Ashmore, financial analyst here at Invez and today we're going to talk about sports and web3. Specifically we're going to talk about All-Star Digital and on the line here we've got Akash Garu who is the chief product officer at All-Star Digital. Hi doing today Akash. Hey Dan, thanks very much for having us. Yeah, it's been great thanks actually. This quite an exciting week in front of us so we're we're all in high spirits at the moment so thanks for asking. Yeah, it's a, a pretty crazy week, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But maybe just before we start, because like I'm, I'm a big sports fan and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are, uh, what exactly is your niche? Yeah, well, that's a good, good question. Thank you for starting with that. Um, it's a niche that um, really came around because we believe there's a gap in all the tradable products that are out there um, in that we believe, and we so so just to quickly just give you a bit of background on me. So I'm from the financial services and I've been working in the financial services more than 20 years. And the colleagues that I work with in, in at All Stars Digital have got similar backgrounds, um, but we're all very, very keen on sport too. Um, but there isn't a product out there at the moment that currently exists where you, you can actually take your trading skills and actually try and trade the market um, in, the, in the sports world particularly around the performance of individual athletes. And that's why we exist as All Stars Digital. We, you know, it's a project that's taken a long time to get to this current place um, because we had to go and build the main computational engine to start with that could actually calculate the movement of the performance index for, for sports stars. Um, but we've done a lot of work and we've got something working now. And now it's now it's, we're at the frontier of connecting it together with Web3 where we think we've got a really great opportunity to hit a quite large mass market space. Um, so yeah, quickly then, if you can allow me to describe what we built. Every time a, a an athlete goes out onto the field or their field of performance, um, they will find themselves in an event, whether it's a match, a game, or a, a, an event, field event, or something like that, whereby their performance can be tracked whether their performance is matching their own personal expectation or whether it's matching or against the relative form of other athletes in the, in the field. And so we kind of like had that as a concept, but we had to play it out with some sports. So the sports we've chosen are by far the biggest on the planet in terms of following. Uh, so we've chosen football or soccer, as it's known in some places, uh, uh, which has got about 3.5 billion fans across the globe. And uh, cricket, which has got about 1.5 billion fans across the globe. And so those two undertakings are big, en big enough. And what we then needed to do is go and analyze those games and how performance works within them, and then train our computational engine to take lots and lots of data points and, and come up with a value assigned to the individual performance of those players. And now we can do it for 4,000 footballers simultaneously and seven to 800 cricketers simultaneously. Well, it's only, it's not confined by any number other than they're the number of cricketers that are important or um, being well followed uh, at any point in the world. So that's what we've done. Um, and we're not confined to just the sports that we've already developed. We could actually go out and, and uh, develop some more and that's maybe something we talk about later. And so our product, All Stars Digital, is a combination of building this machine uh, and then a trading platform, which allows you to then take a position or a stake in one of those players and trade it as if you were trading 
on a regular financial financial asset class trading exchange. So therefore, now you can actually open a position, you know, you can put uh, which is a market order, or you can put a limit order in for a strike price that later on, and you can go long and short, um, and you've got the ability to have you know set take profits and uh, stop losses as well. So therefore, this has turned the, that world where you staked in sports into a massively different concept and allows you to trade those uh, tradable assets as if you were trading an, a regular asset, uh, financial asset class. And that's what we think the breakthrough is. Okay, yeah, that's super interesting. So to me, that almost sounds like a kind of marriage between the stock market and fantasy football in a way. Um, is that like kind of a fair way to describe it? Like you're sort of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. Um, it's just that sometimes we, you know, we we, we just want to be very clear about what we've done. We've given the, the world a new way of staking in sports, which is another speculation, by the way. So there's another way of speculating. So I don't really want to marry it with something like you, you would normally put your pension in. That's not really what we're trying to protect. Yeah. That we've got. It's it's a, it's just another exciting, fun, entertaining way of dealing with, you know, your passion for having to have a stake in the game. Yeah, it's really because what interests me there is so I, I'm like a yeah a generic sports fan. I love fantasy football. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with sports gambling and all that. But like, what's cool about this is that like if you take sports gambling, that's very binary. So say I say I don't know Ronaldo to score a goal, and he doesn't score. He does score, and I either win ten euro, or I lose ten euro. Um, whereas this right, his his, his value will just kind of. I don't know, it might dip 10% or something, obviously figures off the top of my head, if he plays poorly or rise 10% if he scores. So you're kind of like it, almost a long, longer-term investment rather than just a binary outcome of a win or loss for a bet. Exactly. And you know what? The markets have been in disarray for the last many months, right? And so if you're holding Tesla or you're holding Facebook or you're holding like you know something that you normally weather the storm, it's going to be subject to current difficult conditions. But what, what most people are going to do is hold their way through it. And this could be the same. When your player has hit a little bit of a bad spot in his season or his career, and your choice now is like cash out, close out, you know, take the loss, or run it, run with the position until you know. And that could be entirely down to your opinion of the situation as well. So that, exactly that, Dan. It's um, completely unlike binary betting in that respect, in that a binary bet is usually a contract between the, the staker and, and the, the operator. And therefore, you have to declare something. And if that, that declaration doesn't come to, to pass in the time frame, in the match or the, or the period that you've, uh, you've, you've staked it for, it's either a win or a loss. And that's binary. There's no other situation. Whereas in this, it's a loss that you could be riding to a win. And you're holding out, and just as you do, as normally as like most of the Web three uh, community know about when they, you know, they're holding their crypto, they've had to go and make a decision as to whether they're going to cash at that point or going to uh, hold out. And that is a major, a major difference between what there was in the in the current world and what we've enabled to happen as well in, in with this product. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It definitely seems like there's. A gap in the market there like I've, I've, I've kind of wondered before why this sort of thing hasn't existed before and that like if i'm kind of sitting there in the preseason i'm like oh i think ronaldo's gonna have a good year but like i don't necessarily think he's gonna score next week because then there's there's no real way to i guess put those feelings into conviction whereas mm -hmm. sort of that's i guess what your your platform 
is trying to give. Are there other competitors in this space or are you a complete yeah. pioneer? So, Dan, let me tell you about my background. See, I, I told you that I worked in financial services for many, many years. Well, I also, there was a point in my, my career when I actually got really fed up with like, the traditional financial world. And um, I kind of just sought new challenge. And I ended up in a very lucky position where I worked for a company that was pioneering in this space. It was called Football Index. And it, was in, it existed in the UK only. Uh, really, it had a few clients in Canada and New Zealand, but it was actually under a particular auspice of the, the gambling, um, uh, the UK Gambling Commission. And um, so that worked as a gambling product, but it was dressed up as a stock exchange. So, so my job there was to actually try and help beat the path towards that becoming a financial services product. It was just impossible to do so because there were too many flaws within the product. Um, and there were too many hindrances uh, that, or challenging times that that product was faced. One, the pandemic hit and put crushing pressure on that business and as well as like the product itself. And two, there weren't too many escape routes to make it the, you know, more of a bona fide financial services product because it had already been baked in and, and the current existing client base had already got expectation around what their, uh, their, their stakes uh, were valued at. And so I could see that actually, even though we did an amazing job on tech and the, the product, it wasn't going to last course of time. And uh, I had sort of like many, many conversations at that time with other people who certainly understood, um, you know, the, the fabric of building financial asset classes. And we ne the next thing I knew is like, it's much better for me to go and actually make this product work really well as a, as a um, sustainable financial services instrument such as the CFD product at the beginning, and now it's a perpetual future with, uh, with, the, with the Web3 uh, layer that we've um, now introduced. So I feel much happier that we've got the product that really works now. Uh, and unfortunately, if I can just play a bit of history back, Football Index had a huge amount of success and following. And unfortunately, it just fell at the last hurdle because it just couldn't make it through all those challenges. And so it doesn't exist anymore. So to answer your question, Dan, the only competitor or the player I think that has got a really, really compelling product is, is All-Stars Digital. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I actually remember Football Index. Like I, I, My first job, or if it wasn't really a job, was in sports arbitrage trading. So I used to kind of take advantage of the online gambling markets. I remember coming across Football Index uh, mm -hmm. a few years back. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. I, I, haven't, I haven't thought of them in ages. Um, but yeah, like I, I, like I say, like I have always thought, like why has this not existed before but i guess web3 just opens it up to a whole new like it's a whole new aspect to it let me ask like do you have because it's kind of hard to talk about gambling or or sports speculation or and i know it's not gambling but uh anything like remotely to do with this space and even web3 without mentioning regulation like have mm -hmm. you had trouble getting regulated in the space or like it, 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 do you have clarity on it like because i know that's a challenge for a lot of web3 companies regardless of what niche they're yeah. in yeah, look, um, regulation, we are not shy of regulation. We're all, I mean, all, all the people, all the founders and the, the key execs in this business have all come from the highly regulated background. So we kind of know the language and actually we're building the business so it can be properly regulated as well. So we've already got like practices in place such as KYC, AML checks, as well as uh, client money segregation and all the other things that we really want to make sure that does, is done really well. So we're doing all of that now. Um, but in terms of regulation, there's a couple of ways of looking at this in that if you if we wanted to innovate within a regulated world, it's very difficult to do that. 
because you're challenging and then you're complying at the same time. And, you, you know, and actually, it's a very difficult way to move forward. So it's actually better for us to have um, the enough latitude to express and build out the product and allow people to, to interact with it. And in a very secure way, we, we make sure that we, um, we play, play good for those people as well, because we needed to do that. And we've done that in, a, in, in small pockets up until now, just to ex check the product market fit. And, and that's what we've done. Now, let's talk about where we really would like to go with the regulation. That product has actually been built from, from the ingredients of a, a regulated asset class. And, and, and I'll explain that a little bit more. So there's a practice of building indices and an index type, um, which has a very formulaic approach. Um, and big banks, you know, tier one banks and hedge funds go about building out their indices as well. Um, and they usually made up of loads of composites, but there is a formulated approach to dealing with it. So the FTSE 100, the CACs, the DAX, the Dow, they all have uh, a formulaic um, bedrock. And in a, in a European sort of um, zone, that thing would be regulated by something called the, the benchmark regulation. And so what we've done is we've built the core indices which could um, be attested to via the benchmark regulation and therefore would go toe-to-toe -to -toe with all the other indices that you can talk about because they take an input uh, parameter and they compute an output in terms of the calculated value. And so we are ready to plug that side in as well. So fun. So let's talk about the journey there. So the journey is, is as, as we're building out and expressing our product, we built it in a BMR-friendly framework, and then we're pushing it out to worlds where actually regulation isn't the hindrance or the, or the, the, uh, the, the, the hurdle that we've got to cross. And as we pick up from there, we are going to be facing back and saying that, well, how much regulation are we allowed to achieve now? So we've got, we're going to tackle it from both sides. Okay. And then, yeah, I guess... and then on the other hand, on the other hand is the, the, the new pioneer, the, the new frontiers that crypto is facing in its own right. And uh, there are some positive things happening there with certain governments that are opening up the doors and opening up the books and having a more positive look at uh, sort of decentralized currencies and saying, how is it that we can have a program to get these things on a uh, regulated platform? And we'll be, we'll, we will be looking out and listening out for how we can achieve that as well there. Yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. Like it's, it, everything's changing so quickly, but um, I think that makes sense. L let me just change tack here a bit because I know you've got your token launch coming up. What exactly is the use case for the token? Like, like tell me about the token. Why did you guys decide to go that route? Yeah, okay, that's a great question. So we've got a large ecosystem. There's a lot of things that we could do at All Stars Digital. It's like not only the exchange platform that we've talked about where you can go and trade 4,000 footballers or 700 cricketers, uh, but you can also, why not? Why can't you trade Bitcoin on the same platform? So we can do that. Um, and so we'll, we will enable that. Um, now, in doing so, if you're trading one of our, our, our stocks, our, our assets, um, how is it? that you know it settles well in the regular in, in sort of traditional web 2 world well it settles in usd but actually there's no answer to that in the web 3 world you have to choose a currency the currency that we've chosen is our own coin so the, the coin is actually the translation point between what's happening in terms of the, the transaction and then the settlement 
or the or the post trade elements, and all of that happens in All Stars Coin um, behind the scenes. Uh, you, the, the user may get a USD representation of it, but it's actually happening in their own transaction because all of those transactions are then captured on the blockchain and then they're made available. And that's what's happening ultimately with, with with our platform, which is why we needed to issue the coin and then build the um, the exchange over the top of it. Um, and then there's so many other things you can do with the coin because then you can actually uh, layer in utility, certainly around use use cases, but more importantly around loyalty uh, for the for the loyal user base that we will gather. And so, therefore, those users that have amassed more All Stars coin uh, or traded so much more will start to be recognized on our loyalty schemes. And as they go up and scale on the loyalty scheme, they'll have unlocking, greater voting power, and just be just be showered with other sort of gifts and um, warm um, appreciation from our loyalty scheme. So that's there's a couple of good reasons why we need it. I might have missed half a dozen off. We've got a video on uh, utility, by the way, and uh, anyone who, who would like to know a bit more about utilities, I'm sure I've missed off so many points. I'd encourage them to watch that video. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll throw links in uh, the description if any of the listeners want to want to follow these up. Um, that's yeah, that, that that I can I can see what you mean. And is it intimidating or daunting launching a token though in this current climate? Like if you compare this year to last year, when you know your tokens launched every second day and, and you know the crypto market was just exploding, whereas now yeah. we're obviously in a, a totally different paradigm with with high interest rates and kind of the stock market struggling. Like the entire economy is in a mess, really. So. Um, yeah. is, is that intimidating? No, it's actually liberating. I can, I'll explain why. Because when we first started to um, deal with this project, we said, okay, so so we decided we need uh, a native coin. So fine. And then at the beginning of this year almost, there was like quite a bullish sentiment. And so people would say to us that this is going to go well, you're going to be fine. But Unfortunately, that's not how the world that's not how the world kind of transpired, because after quarter one, we know that there was a lot of stress or pressure on the crypto world, uh, especially with the condition or the issues that happened around Luna and a couple of other big major um, issues in the space, and therefore things have never really recovered. And since then, and all that, what that, what did that mean for us? Well, it, you know, it did mean that the the possibilities for for raising all dwindled away, didn't work. We got here on our own, really, not with some help, but you know, literally, with um, with the most efficient amount of um, you know um, raising. And what does that mean for us? Well, we're about to go into a market and launch this product, but from all of that pressure and stress, we've produced a diamond because what it means now is that we've got really good control of the supply because there hasn't been too much um, you know coin to give away early um which was great benefit to all the retail buyers now because they haven't got an investor to dump on them um and they can be part of this growth and it can be steady now because all of the hype has gone away from the market all of the loose money has gone away and now so we're now in a little world where actually we have to launch because the world cup is coming in a month's time and so, and then we need to launch our, our uh, exchange to take advantage of that situation because that's what people want to do. And therefore, these little steps have come in the right sequence. All the faff has gone away from the market, and now we're left with a very clear-sounding um, plan, which is all about having good control, you know, issuing slowly, you know, growing the the, the product and the business on on really good footing. 
Um, and so it's in, in, a, in some ways it's become the right, it, it, the, the environment has become the right environment. Now we were, I mean, we had to think long and hard, are we going to go now? Are we going to move the date? We're not, we, we can't, we can't move the date We're you know, our, 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 um, our product exists around big major uh, sporting events. So we have to go. Um, and, uh, and in some ways we're happy that if we do this well, it creates a small vacuum of confidence as well. So, you know, it might be good for some of the other parts of the, of the, the web three world too. Yeah, no, it'll, I, I know we're running out of time here, but it'll definitely be fun to, to track during the world cup. Um, and all the various players at it. Um, for any of the listeners, like by the time you're hearing this, the, the token probably will be out. Um, and with the World Cup around the corner, I'll make I'll make sure to put all those links in the description. Um, but it won't be too but, late, I'm sure. It won't be too late. This has got <laughs> multiple years of growth in front of it. So don't you don't you, you don't have to think that you weren't there on the first day that it's it's too late. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can get the player who's going to be top scorer in the next World Cup. Get him early. Um, <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, joining the show, Akash. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much, Dan. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And like, uh, if we need to come and come back to this uh, for a follow-up, I can bring some of my friends from the uh, from the, the company and uh, we'll let you know how it went. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, like I say, sports arbitrage background, betting, fantasy, and crypto. So it's uh, right Get up Get an account. We'll... I'll send you the link. Get yourself <laughs> signed up. Yeah, well, we'll we'll make sure. I'll, I'll check it out, and we'll make sure to uh, to chat again. All right, Dan. Thank you so much. Thanks for the thanks for a great um, great interview. Thank you.